A world existing in one man's mind, but the people aren't necessarily one of a kind. With lands and beings of different shapes and sizes, you can go anywhere, and it'll be full of surprises. Welcome to Tales from Somnia, written by Kane Casillas. Credits to Pixabay for all of the music in this episode, and Freesound for all of the sound effects in this episode. Headphones are advised. And now, sit back and relax as you listen to one of the many tales from Somnium. Episode 2, Dax Corbin and the Endless Onslaught. It has been 30 years since the Phlegippen Gorps entered Earth's atmosphere and began their assault. As communities and civilizations burned to the ground, the Phlegippen Gorps looked poised for victory. Humanity didn't sit and take obliteration, however. No, they fought back. The war between humans and Phlegippen Gorps, nicknamed Flippers, had only just begun. The battle for our planet spanned decades until a side finally won. The Flippers. In an act of desperation and defeat, humans were forced to leave their own planet. Fortunately, one man, Eduardo Esteban Ramirez, provided a way for humans to escape. Now living on Ramirez's space station, the Runaway, the remainder of the human race is protected by Ramirez's elite team of warriors, led by one man who is currently asleep in his boxers. Dax Corbin. Wake up! What? What? What the heck? Rise and shine briefs, code super rat! Ramirez, that's that's not even a code. Dax, can you just put your pants on and get to the wing? We are being bombed! Oh, that's what the big booms are. I thought your wife was cheating on you again. Obviously there's bomb. Wait, what do you say about my wife? Uh, nothing. Uh... Good night, Ramirez. Ramirez splashed a bucket of water onto Dax's face. Told you not to do that after last time! I don't give a damn. Get dressed now! We've got a flipper like greaser dropping bombs on the runway hall. I've got the X-Bots on the turret duty to stop them, but they are falling behind. Our shields are going to last for so long before this entire station is wrecked. Charlie's waiting for you in the wing. You two are gonna take down the light cruiser. Let's go! Man, can't I just take the day off? I mean, you've already got the stupid X-Bot idiots 1 through 10 going pew 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 pew, nutcase Charlie. I mean, what, what do you even need me for? I need you to save the entire human race, twat. Ugh, again? Dude, there was a girl next to me in bed last night, and now she's gone. Humans suck. We should die. Let's die. Are you... are you hungover? Are you hungover? Great, so my best fighter is useless. Awesome. Dax shot out of bed after hearing he was the best fighter and immediately saluted, his boxers riding up his groin. As he did, he knocked a blaster on the floor. Once it hit the floor, it shot a hole through the wall. Ramirez peeped through the hole to find his wife, Sinka, sleeping with another man. Sinka! We are done! Well, since I'm oh so needed, I feel as if it is my duty as your best fighter to save the day once again. Half man, half amazing, and 100% bad- Just go to the hangar! Dax got dressed and headed to the hangar, where a lopsided ship waited. The cockpit was in the shape of a ball, while the rest of the ship extended to the right and expanded in size. 
This chrome ship was named the Wing due to its resemblance of a chicken wing. If you think that's weird, wait until you meet the pilot. Hey, top of the morning to you, Daxy boy. Care for a hot steaming mug of me maple syrup? Charlie, still psycho as ever, I see. Hey, it's the best mindset to be in when you got a brat burt skeet skeet them shiesty flipper ships. Brat burt skirt, skirt. Ha, I laugh. Charlie was a Canadian who lost his mind in a flipper prison. Ramirez broke him out and took him in, where he found out that Charlie was a former black ops pilot who had killed a total of 100,000 flippers with his unique flying antics. Now he worked with Dax on special missions. When the biggest of problems emerged, Ramirez called on Dax and Charlie. Charlie also believed he was an Irishman. I have no clue what you just said. Think. Goodness, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> Dax looked to his right to find a little girl with red pigtails sitting in the co-pilot chair. She looked young. Very young. Uh, Ramirez? A holograph appeared on the wing's dashboard, taking the form of Ramirez. Yes, Dax? Why is there a child sitting in your chair? Well, in the event we lose this battle, and the human race needs a new place to live, I am going to be leading the evacuation. Dot here is going to be your eyes and ears for this mission. That's me. I'm Dot. Yeah, I, I gathered that. But you know what else you are? Like, eight. Um, twelve. What? You act like I didn't put you on the battlefield for the first time when you were four index. You act like I wasn't in a wheelchair until I was sixteen because of that, Ramirez. Yeah, that's why. Dot is going to be your ear. She is running comms and maintenance. Don't worry about it. She is capable. Uh, you'd be better off having her man the turrets. That's my job. What? X-5-2? Aye, two toots is a train wreck. Dex turned around to find himself staring at a six-foot android. There were two holding hands covered in blood on his chest. The symbol for humanity. It was X-5, who Dax wasn't too ecstatic to see. Dax had found X-5 and his companions on a rescue mission, who were nine other identical robots. Each robot served a specific purpose. X-5's was to tell funny jokes, but none of them were funny. Along the way, they encountered an incident with a minefield which broke X-5's voice box, causing X-5 to stutter at random times. Hey, Dax. Hey, X-5. Ramirez, I thought you said the bots were manning the turrets. They are. X-5 is manning the turrets on the wing. Amazing. So I have the nutcase, the child, and robot Porky Pig on a quest to save the world. Just my luck. Hey! You suck it, kumquat. I mean, what? I hate being the responsible one. Actually, Ramirez said I was supposed to be the responsible one today. A kid? Are you serious? I see a disturbing lot of goats on board. Maybe because they are extinct. Like unicorns. Uh-huh. Enough. I don't know if you remember, but we are still being bought. I need hustle, people. These people aren't gonna save themselves. Everyone listened to Ramirez. X-5 headed to the weapon system and began to turn it on. Dot strapped herself in as Charlie prepared the wing for liftoff. Dax stood in the back and shuffled through the weapons closet as he pocketed a handful of gadgets. Two blaster pistols, ten knives, three bombs, a jetpack, a space helmet, and a wrist flamethrower. He was ready. They were ready. Once Ramirez noted this, he hung up his holographic call and began to evacuate the innocents.
Once the team got to their stations, Charlie launched the wing out of the hangar. Dax looked out to find the flipper light cruiser unleashing an armada of explosives on the beautiful space station that was the runaway. Turrets fired back, often exploding the bombs before they could touch the station. Dax recalled Ramirez telling him that X-5's robot companions were aiding in their defense. Watching their efforts be successful put him at slight ease. Hi, are you nervous, kiddo widow? It's a mighty big job for a wee lass. Um, yeah, I'm really nervous. I guess I just feel like this whole thing is just uh, so nope, big, nope, and what if I- Nope, nope, don't care. You said oh. yes, so the answer's over. Back to me cross-stitching and mental backgammon. Hey, Dax. What, what, why did Ramirez cross the road? Uh, I don't know, X5. Why did Ramirez cross the road? Because his wife cheated on him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <sighs> Oi, yikes! You're seriously programmed for comedy, and you lead with that joke? Yeah, I'm with Dot on this one. If we die and humanity fails, the last thing I want to hear is your stupid jokes. Apologies, Dax and Dot Dot Dot. I forget you are more intelligent than, than, than you look. Why did the writer never capitalize his writing? He was a communist. Uh, oh, come on. Uh, that, 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 that was terrible. That was just awful. What the heck? That was a stupid joke. A stupid joke. I, I, the joke wasn't that funny. But at least if I die, I'll know you two buggers hated it. You're a sick man, Charlie. I'm going to die in a ship full of morons. Incredible. The robot is coughing, and I'm going to die. Oh, oh no, Dot. You are m m mistaken. I am incapable of coughing. I was s simply mocking Charlie. I was joking because I, 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 I Charlie, what was that? Oh, yeah, we took a hit, Dex. Our quip and a joke and maybe laugh, and I missed that we got shot. Our weapons are down. Wait, weapons? Dot, chicken X5. Dot to X5. Come in, X5. X5 is down. He's just stuttering I over and over. Charlie, when you say that the weapons are down... Aye, they are down farther than the trousers of Ramirez's wife when he's not around. See, see that, that was a funny joke. You should take notes, X5. X5? X5? Charlie, one of the light cruisers is firing at us. I am on it. On it, 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 on it. Charlie effortlessly performed corkscrews, loops, and spins and avoided every shot the light cruiser fired at them. Despite Charlie's antics, the wing had no weapons online. Eventually, their luck would run out, and they, along with the rest of humanity, would be destroyed. Knowing this, Dax double-checked his weapons and put his space helmet on. I'm gonna take it out from the inside. No, Dax, that'll kill you. Huh, if you think that'll kill me, Ramirez really didn't prepare you enough for this. Dax jumped out of the wing, fired up his jetpack, and flew through space towards the nearest light cruiser. Once there, he planted a bomb on the side and flew away. Five seconds later, the bomb exploded. Despite the noise from the bomb and his other weapons, Dax made his own sound effects. The hole in the light cruiser sucked Dax inside. Anticipating this, he tumbled in and landed on his feet. Raising his blasters in the air, he saw an entire squadron of flippers around him. Was he nervous? Yes. Did he know what to do? Yes. Dax went crazy.
Left and right, Flipper's fell as Dax fired upon them while simultaneously evading their fire. After wiping out one hallway of Flipper's, he moved on to the next. And the next. And the next. Until he made it to the cockpit, where he murdered the pilot. Oh god, no! Oh, we got him, we got him! And took control of the ship. Don't mind me. I'm just trying to have some fun before I die. Dax yanked the controls to the right, sending the light cruiser he was in on a collision course with the other light cruiser. Killing two birds with one stone. Well, we're like killing two ships with uh, one ship. Dax planted another bomb on the wall, and after five seconds, it exploded. The light cruisers were set to crash into each other at any given moment and fall to the ruins of Earth, meaning Dax had to make his escape and make it quick. As the two light cruisers began their crash to the remains of Earth, three more arrived. Dax, three more bogeys in the atmosphere. I'm surprised you used the word bogey correctly, Dot. Whatever. Get back to the wings so we can plan this takedown. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. No can do, kiddo. If we only focus on what's here, we won't get anywhere. I'm gonna find the mothership and see if I can take that down. That way, no more light cruisers come in. Now, wasn't that a great idea? Hi, I'm with you, Daxie boy. Up you peel them out of the wee sky so hard, they'll be puckering their backsides for months. Uh, thanks, Charlie. Okay, Dot, stay on comms with me. I'll relay whatever I find back to you. Roger, roger. Dax leapt out of the crashing light cruiser and activated his jetpack, leaving a beam of light behind him. He blasted into space, the stars blurring into streaks of light. The mothership had to be around somewhere. The flippers didn't know how to use hyperspace. No one did. Dax pulled a scanner out of his pocket and scanned for traces of gizmodium, the gas flippers used as rocket fuel. When he did, he found traces of gizmodium in the shape of streaks. He followed these streaks until the gizmodium stopped, knowing that would be where the ships came from. He expected to find a mothership that light cruisers could fly out of. Instead, he found nothing. What? Five more light cruisers just entered the atmosphere. Did you find the launch point? Well, yeah, Dot, I did. The problem is there's absolutely nothing. No mothership, just traces of gizmodium. Dax, three more ships just got here. I'd really appreciate it if you stopped joking around right now. How is this happening? They're all coming from the same area? The same direction? Practically the same spot. You should be able to see them. I don't understand. I'm literally where they should be coming from, and they're not passing by me. What the heck? A streak of light flew past Dax's eyes, sending him into a state of shock. The stars blended together in liquid-like fashion until they turned into cement and formed a dark, gray room. In the center of the room was a tall, wide, and menacing throne. Spikes lined the bottom. Sculptures of screaming faces decorated the midsection, and small flames emitted from the top. Dax had seen this throne only once before, when he had faced the emperor of the Flickippengorps, Cathrax. Sure enough, Dax could see Cathrax's green, scaly skin shining in the single white light above the throne. Just as he was about to make a sarcastic remark, Dax heard a voice. Emperor Cathrax? Who are you and how did you get past my guards? Quite easily, I'm afraid. 
a flame lit from where the woman's voice was coming from. Dax looked over and saw a woman wrapped in vines and coral. The flame that had emerged was coming from her hand. I am Cyril, Queen of Nature. Imposter! There are no rulers in the galaxy besides me. Correct, Emperor. That is because I am not from this galaxy. Both Dax and Cathrax leaned forward. Not from this galaxy. What could she mean? I require elaboration. I do not have many answers, and the few I do have may not make much sense to you. I have been guided from my homeworld to this one by a fallen deity. I have faced much combat and resistance in my time as queen, and I am currently losing control of my domain to a magic that is beyond the powers of nature. I was born to conquer my homeworld and sent to find the mightiest of conquerors to aid me in my quest. And now, I have found you. You speak very eloquently, Queen Cyril. However, I am not yet finished with my conquest over humankind. I refuse to fight any more battles until I finish my own. Emperor Cathrax, we were destined to rule our worlds. If you agree to assist me in fulfilling my destiny, I will assist you in fulfilling yours. Dax held his breath as Cathrax put his hands to his head, deep in thought. Do you have an army? I traveled alone, yet the creatures of my realm control elements and land. I will summon them when I finish the battle currently waging between your ships and the station harboring your enemies. The runaway has been found. I sent no ships to attack. Strange. Almost an entire battalion is currently fighting. So they're just appearing. Cyril glanced in Dax's direction, sending a shiver down his spine. Did she hear him? Could she see him? Regardless of the circumstances, I will demonstrate my power on that station. Perhaps after that, you will consider helping me in my quest. Very well. If you impress me, you will earn my trust and allegiance. Fail to deliver on your promise, and it will be the last time you speak. A reasonable deal. But first, you might want to take care of that little friend of yours in the corner. Ah oh, yes, the human. He's frequently been their bravest warrior and my biggest nuisance. Leave now, Dax Corbin. I would much rather you watch your friends die as opposed to simply killing you. Lights flickered in Dax's eyes as the scene changed from the dark throne room to the infinite cosmos. Everywhere Dax turned, he could see stars. He always wanted to be among them, but now that he was, he realized just how much bigger they were than he was. He wished they were habitable. They were large enough to store all of the survivors on the runaway. If that were possible, he could save humanity from the current raid, or better yet, from the vision he had just had, whatever it was. Dex, are you there? You haven't responded for 48 minutes. I have to take comms from Dot. Big emergency. It's really bad here. We, we need you. The entire station is burning from the inside out. We have no clue how this is happening. Uh, yeah, 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 okay, I'm here, I'm here. Dax, did you find where the fleet is coming from? No, no, but, but you have to listen to me, okay? Listen really, really close. Cathrax is working with someone. I just had a vision, or, or saw something, or, or something. Things, things are getting really bad, Ramirez. We have to get the rest of the human race out of here, or we're all totaled. I can hear you. What are you saying? There's this loud noise and I can hear what you are saying. Dex couldn't hear Ramirez. There was a loud noise, so he couldn't understand what he was saying. 
When Dax turned around, he realized... The black hole just formed next to me. The black hole sucked Dax into its orbit, separating the molecules in his body. Dax screamed in fear, looking to the stars for what he thought was the last time. This ain't normal, Ramirez. I think we both know that. I'll find you, though. I'll be back to help. The black hole disappeared once it sucked Dax into it. Ramirez Dax! Dax, come in! Dax! This concludes today's episode of Tales from Somnium, starring Leo Gillad as Dax Corbin, Chibi as Ramirez, Chris Langan as Charlie, and Katie Webster as Dot, with Kala playing X5, Robbie Johnson voicing Cathrax, Spirit Nova playing Cyril, and King Casillas, yours truly, once again playing the role of narrator. What does Dax's vision mean for the people on the runaway? Did Dax die when he was sucked into the black hole? And wait, didn't last episode have an entirely different cast of characters? If you've got questions, I've got your answers. So be sure to stick around for more laughs, more shocks, and more tales from Somnium.